You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. As we always do on a Tuesday, we speak to an investment professional from Brentos Wealth. And this week we're speaking to Marie Smith from Brentos Wealth in Pretoria. And we're going to talk about... Well, obviously, the subject is it's my money because that's the feature, but a particularly interesting one this week, it's saving for your child's education. Now, Maurice, children really are quite a drain on your resources, but obviously you have a responsibility not just to yourself, but to them and also to the future of South Africa to educate them and make sure they grow up as well-rounded individuals. And that's a sort of a rather flowery introduction, but I think it's terribly important. Hi, Lindsay. No, it's good speaking to you. Thank you. It is a very important topic. And as we're in the beginning of the year and the school year hasn't <laughs> been going on long yet. And I think a lot of parents, um, especially if you start looking at all the costs that's got, that's involved with school fees and it's not only school fees, but extracurricular activities, clothes, everything that goes with it. You get a shock when you have to, um, sum everything up. And that's why I think it's an important topic to talk about just to get an idea of how to save towards that specific goal because it is a very important aspect for any parent. I think we should target this at people that are thinking of having children or having more children because the first couple of paragraphs of the piece that you kindly sent me says the following. There's no doubt that babies can be expensive, nappies, childcare, clothing, equipment. You go on to say it all adds up, particularly if you're a one-salary household. When you're in the midst of those busy few years of your child's life, chances are that the last thing you're thinking of is your child's education. But perhaps you should be. And you go on to say the following. Where and how to educate your child is one of the most important decisions you'll make for him or her. It can also be one of the most expensive. The average cost of a high school education varies greatly depending on location and the type of education you choose. But chances are it will be more than you think. So once you've sat down at the end of the evening and when your child is six months old and you change the nappies and you've got some sleep yourself and then the child becomes two and three and then you start thinking about you know, nursery school and then primary school and then secondary school, it's difficult to sort of separate that from the practicalities of saving. But saving must start as soon as they're born, I think. Yeah, um, it is an overwhelming aspect when you have to think about how you will finance your, your children's education. Um, we all want to empower our children by giving them the best possible education, but we don't know where to begin when it comes to saving for that education. And I say many of us, we do rely uh, purely on salaries. Some people only on a single salary to pay for their children's education um, and to absorb that month to month um, it can be difficult if you don't plan ahead of time. So, you know, it's it's a difficult thing. You have to shift your mindset away from um, saving, I think, to match the total cost of education because I think that is uh, overwhelming when you have to go look at, okay, this is what high school is going to cost, this is what university is going to cost. Um, and I think that's a thing that most people, um, it scares them off. Um, to start saving, but it's better to save a little rather than nothing. Um, so you just have to <laughs> shift your mindset in, in the way that you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. You give an example in your piece where you say, for example, if you earn 10,000 rand per month in 1990 and spent 500 a month in your child's education, you would have been spending 5% of your income on that education. If your salary only increased in line with inflation, 
you would be earning 44000 today. However, the cost of providing your child with the same education would have increased to 7400 per month. That's a startling increase in education inflation rate, which makes up 17% of your income. It's quite a daunting thought, you say, isn't it? Indeed, it is. So what is your advice? Let's say there's a young couple out there. They're in their late 20s or early 30s. They've just found out that they're about to have a child. Just give us the practicalities of what they should be doing in your eyes? Well, we do get a lot of people um, who start saving as soon as the child is born. Um, and that is, the sooner you start, the better. Um, and as I said, it's, it's not that you have to aim for a specific goal to match a specific outcome to, let's say, cover the whole of the expenses. It's just to make that monthly expense on your budget um for the future a little bit less um, daunting. So there is a few tips that you can look at when um, trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to save for my child's future? But one thing, the first thing I want to focus on actually is that the the inflation rate for education is a lot lot higher than your personal or the CPI. for example, um, and that is important to focus on giving the given the product you want to invest in, because a lot of people come to us now. They opened a bank account for the in their children's name, and they just put money away in that bank account, um, and they feel that they're doing something, and that's great. You're starting somewhere. So that's nothing wrong with that. It's just you have to think about the vehicle you're saving in, because if you're going to save in a money market type of investment. And the returns that you're gonna, going to get is going to be either inflation or just a one or two percent above inflation, which is, as you just um, read, not enough to cover that higher inflation that education school fees um, has. So you have to look at a type of investment product that will give you the, the um, higher growth that is needed to cover that it that inflation yearly. So then you have to look at more growth type of assets. So a lot of people don't want to take chances when they <laughs> save for a specific goal like education. So they feel more um, risk averse. They don't want to take too much risk. Um, and then they only look at cash types of investments. But as I say, you have to go look at equity-based investments to get that higher growth over the long term because it is a long term that you're investing from if you're investing from day one. Um, and then you can take that more risky approach um, given the longer term investment horizon. Yeah, I just want to go to a couple of paragraphs that I've just been looking at, and I'm startled that I've even managed to have two children that have managed to (laughs) make it into their 20s because you just say public schooling from grade R to grade 12 for a child starting grade R in 2014 could have cost you between 450,000 to 530,000 rand for those 12 years. And don't forget the school uniforms and normal extramural activities that can cost as much as 9,000 per year extra. I'd say more private schooling is roughly two and a half times more expensive, you say, than public school education. Mm. 1.785, let's call it 1.8 million. One year of high school education at a private school costs approximately 80,000. 
in 2012. By 2018, that would have increased to around 124,000. And there are certain schools which are even more glamorous in their fees than that. And I suppose that's a function of the fact that the state education system is creaking. That's the most polite way I can put it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, that is a very important factor because you want to get the best possible education for your children. And unfortunately, that does come with a price tag. Um, and unfortunately, you have to get, you have to have the means to um, provide for th- to be able to pay for those school fees and that's why it's so more important to start thinking about it um, as soon as possible so that you can plan properly. How to plan your child's education is an important part of the piece that you sent me. The best advice for planning your child's education is to start early. Here are a few money-saving tips. If your child is born today you'll need to save 1,500 rand each month for public schooling and a three-year degree. It's a difficult discipline, but it has to be an implementable discipline, I think. Yeah, that's uh, difficult to give a fixed amount like that. And what you just read, you specified as uh, 1,500 rand per month. Um, And that's a a fixed figure, which is difficult to work with, um, given that we just talked about... um, the different school type of schools that you're going to look at and the different fees that they do ask. Um, so it's a more personalized approach when you want to go and look at, okay, this is the type of education that I want to provide for my children and how am I going to save towards that goal. But it's not difficult calculation to do. That's why it's difficult to just give uh, one amount and say, okay, this is what you've got to save because uh, it might not be enough for the type of um, education that you want to provide for your kids. Okay, some tips. Uh, More tips. People love tips. Strategies, you say, to use to save for your child's future. Number one, what's your debt? I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's children or dogs or just normal daily life and existence. You have to watch your debt. You have to grow your savings painlessly, you say. And you also have to set realistic goals. You have to have a plan. And I think all of these things really do sort of play into the fact that you need a financial advisor and you're getting on with your life and you're educating your child and changing its nappies and all that sort of thing. But uh, sometimes you have to be taken aside by your financial advisor and, and that person has to say to you, okay, you're doing all the things very well, but you need to do this. I think that's terribly important. Yes, it is very important because as we said, um, sometimes you find it overwhelming if you have to do everything by yourself and you don't know okay, but what am I saving towards what is, okay, I'm putting away 500 rand per month and it feels so small if I look at the bigger picture, but um, just to just to have a realistic expectation of what that 500 rand per month is going to mean for you and how you should work that into your budget going forward. Um, so that's an important aspect, which most people don't really consider, I find, as um, they tend to rather forget it, put in the back of their minds. No, we'll sort it out when we get there. Um, but it's better to plan ahead for these very important factors in your life. Maurice, is there any particular product that is specifically targeted at people that are saving for their children's future? I mean, there are so many products in the financial services industry. But is there one that actually says, this is for you and this is tailored to your needs when it comes to your child being born and seeing it through to university and beyond? 
Yes, so there are specific products focused on education, like an endowment, for example. You get a, a lot of endowment policies that they um, promote as education plans. But the thing that I find with endowments, okay, it does have a place, um, but within the product it's taxed at 30%, which is not always the best option if your personal income tax is not above 30%. Um, but it is a good option because you can choose between different investment um, structures within the endowment. The first step that I would almost suggest is looking at um, unit trust-based investment because it's not fixed. It's very flexible, so you can add any amount at any time or take money out whenever you need it to pay for school fees or or tours or books or whatever. Or whatever. Um, and also to remember a tax-free savings account can also be used for to saving for that specific goal because there's no tax on interest dividends or capital gains and you can contribute up to 33000 per year if you open the account um, in your child's name then you do start using their lifetime contribution limits um, but it is a good savings vehicle because just like a normal unit trust, you have a great flexibility um, and also you can access the cash when needed, but there's no extra tax implications for you at any stage. There are vehicles that uh, people do recommend when you're considering the, the education of your, your offspring. I've just come up with something yeah. now. You know how ETFs are incredibly popular at the moment, exchange-traded funds. I've come up with an ETF as well, an acronym, and I think that you, you at Brentos Wealth should consider looking at something called education taken forward and that's ETF as, as well because it is incredibly important as we've uh, alluded to over the last few minutes. Uh, Maurice, thank you very much for your time. That's Maurice Smith from Brentus Wealth in Pretoria. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.